Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to the Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Rick. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? You know what? I'm sorry. I felt like the Rick didn't have the proper amount of enthusiasm that I have right now. I am Ha <laughs> ha! Here we go. All right. Have you drank water yet? Probably not. Stop being stupid. Secondarily, you rate the show. Rate the show. Rate it. Five stars, big baby. Anything less than five stars, you got a hatred in your bloodstream. Review the show. You click the paper with the pen. You say Reek is the greatest. I say thank you. Finally, subscribe to the show. You know what I'm saying? You hit the subscribe button. Anytime I release an episode, you're going to be in the mix. And it's all about being in the mix these days. Get yourself in the mix and subscribe to your boy. Now, last week, there was no 65.3 because the emails were looking weak, my nigga. They was looking weak. They was looking bleak. I didn't have a lot of them. I couldn't craft an episode with the amount that I had. But I'm on deck now. Now I have what I need I can do what I gotta do So if you're ever in a position to where you're like Damn what happened to the Wednesday episode That means Reek didn't get any emails I don't know what to tell you You know what I'm saying This portion of the show is up to y'all If y'all don't write in I have nothing to read And I refuse to do what used to happen Yo you know what I used to see Uh, For podcasts that will remain nameless Niggas was going to people and asking them to write in fake emails so they can have content for their show. I saw this happen in real time. These are like industry tricks that nobody really tells you about. But when you witness shit like that, I'm just I'm just such a purist to where I can't go down like that, son. Ask, yeah, yo, bro, can you like craft this fucking imaginary scenario? Email it to me so I can respond to the audience in a smooth fashion so they don't even know that I'm duping them in the first place. Nah, I can't go out like that. Not the good brother, not the brethren, not Reek. Bikian, do it, my youth. Yazin, let's get to this first email. I wasted enough of your time. And it is entitled, Let's Take This Picture. And this comes from Uncle Poochie. A man who is 5'9". All right. What's up, good brother? I've been meaning to send you a message since we met during your party back in March. Needless to say, she was pretty lit, and I really enjoyed my first time visiting New York. Well, I'm honored that my party was the reason that you came to another coast and you was around New Yorkians, man. New Yorkers, New Yorkettes, whoever the fuck they refer to themselves as. I'm happy about that, bro. Anywho, needless to say, she was pretty lit and I really enjoyed my first time in New York. I am writing to tell you about my overall experience that involved you, me, my homie Mel, and Tahoe. So as I've stated before, this was my first time visiting New York and I was a bit nervous as the last thing I wanted to happen was to, was to show up and seem like a country bumpkin. So I calculated every move and response. My nigga, I literally played out how I'll greet you once we met. It's safe to say I'm an overthinker at times and... I did need to feel so pressed. Yeah, my nigga, I be chilling. I'm mad cool, bro. Like, I can be a billionaire tomorrow. I'm going to be the same me. I'm not the person that's, like, snooty, that's going to be like, uh, what's up, stranger man? It's the fuck out my face. Like, that's not even my style. Anyways, I get to the party, and I see an influx of Nubian nuggets walking in and immediately get a bit nervous. 
Like, bruh, the ladies, the lady folks that night smelled good and looked even better. Aiming to calm my nerves, I took a walk with my boy Mel around the block and enjoyed a left-handed cigarette to ease my anxiety. Uncle Poochie, I should end this email right now. You are a bogey smoker. What the fuck are you doing, bro? If you weren't in Vietnam, why are you smoking cigarettes? But then again, I don't know your life. It could be highly stressful. I'm talking out of turn. So let me recant that, brother. I apologize. As I walked around the block, I saw this man briskly walking down the street wearing some pinkish gear. Not aware of this man's identity, I shrugged it off until I heard someone scream out, Hey, Tahoe! It was then I recognized the voice and the face and thought, Oh, shit, that's Tahoe from the So Shameless podcast on some fanboy shit. So I walked up with the homie Tahoe and said, Hey, Tahoe, what's good? This man looked at me with a full face of confusion and fury as anyone when two complete strangers woke up on them. I quickly diffused the situation and stated, hey man, I'm just a fan and I love the show. I offered him a hit of the left-handed cigarette and he politely rejected and kept it pushing. Feeling like I had the courage to finally walk in, I did so. Shortly after being inside, I stood near the bar as my plan was to get drunk as fuck and just have a good time. It was then I felt a tap on my shoulder and a voice saying, you're looking good, my brother. I turned around to see it was the good brother week. Now, what I have to say is this man, matter of fact, I feel like I read this email already, but you know what? Fuck, I'm going to read it again. I, um, this nigga hit me up like in the email. This nigga hit me in the DM and he was like, yo, bro, what do I do? What do I wear? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to get down? Now, I mean, how about this hat? How about this shirt? How about this fucking jacket? I was like, yo, bro, just be yourself. Just wear something incredibly generic. Don't look like some, not mean, some foreigner. And just, not mean, just smooth. I mean, everything will be smooth. And from our conversations, I remember what you look like. I was like, oh, my nigga Poochie made it. You know what I'm saying? You're looking good. You know what I'm saying? Pretty source at this moment, I decided to thank you for allowing me to come to the party and for being such a down-to-earth type of guy. Well, I guess I was rambling too much because you nicely but firmly looked at me and said, hey, you're my brother. Let's get this picture. Yes, brother, because at that point in time, the women were coming in and it was time for you to shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And approach some of the women folk. Although you got to meet me in Tahoe, you came there for the women. So get drunk with the women. You know what I'm saying? I quickly shut the fuck up and proceeded to take the photo thinking, damn, did this nigga just nicely tell me to be quiet? That's exactly what I did, brother. That's a trick. You can take that with you. The irony is the exact moment. The irony is this exact moment was captured on camera and your shoulder and your shooter captured my reaction to you telling me to be quiet. Please see attachment. Either way, man, thank you for being you. Uh, thanks for the show. And if you could, please shout out uh, my show, the Six Foot Under podcast, a podcast rooted in sophisticated ignorance, exploring the day to day issues I encountered while living under six feet. <laughs> I love to have you on the show in the near future. Uh, five nine host Uncle Poochie, Uncle Poochie, bro. Any time when you hear this episode, DM me immediately, and I got you, bro. I would love to be on the uh, six foot under podcast. Now I am six two, so I don't have the same type of um obstacles that you have in your day to day, but I have obstacles none the same. So we can trade obstacles one by one, and yes, it's me dapping your man. Uh, your man Mel that also participated in that tobacco cigarette with you, which is very foul play. But love is love, man. Hopefully, when outside opens up and I throw this party again, I would love for you guys to come out and support your boy. All right.
And that was heartwarming, man. Shout out to fucking Uncle Poochie, man. Made me, made me feel like a good guy just now, man. That's what the fuck I need in the community, man. Sometimes you just need niggas to tell you that you're a good guy. All right. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. All right. Cooking tips. Greetings, good brother. It's T. So I heard you speaking about being interested in learning better ways to cook. I'll preface this by letting you know it's a white man, but he's cool as fuck. <laughs> I don't know, brother. I feel like you. Now, what, what is that? What is that song? Something in the darkness. Is that, is that creeping through the darkness? Creeping through the darkness. You want me to get culinary tips from the white man? I don't know, brother, but I'm going to read your email because you took the time to type it. All right. Look up Binging with Babish on YouTube. He started off recreating dishes from all of our favorite shows on television. It's actually pretty dope, but then he flipped it into a basics with Babish where he shows how to make all sorts of dishes we often uh, we often see right from home. Definitely worth checking out. Peace and blessings. This man is white. His name is Babish. I don't know, my nigga, that's two strikes. But good brother, you you write into me very often, so I'm gonna I'm not gonna dismiss this. I'm gonna look up uh, cooking with Bob Beach. I'm gonna see what this nigga's talking about. All right, this comes from T again. He gave me a fucking double header. Uh, greetings, good brother. It's T. I'll tell you what. You truly have the superpower of self awareness. Anybody can say they need to do more. Take a certain level of awareness to admit that you're not doing enough. So now that you know what you are going to do. I'm sorry, sir. Now that you know, what are you going to do? You're a very talented good brother, but hard work beats talent all day. So if you combine your talent with hard work, you'd be out of here. I'm sure you will. Something great about your show is your honesty. Tahoe's giving you great advice. I hope you take heed. Peace and blessings. Yes, T. I'm going to get some visuals popping. I mean, I'm going to uh, try to get the trailer popping. I'm doing all these things, man. I'm all, I'm all steam ahead. It's going down a major way. All right. All right, all right, all right. This comes from Convo Kings. What's up, Breek? It's your boy Juan LA, one third of the Convo Kings podcast and one half of the Couch Conference podcast. That brother is working. I love your show. I've been missing out on the Good Brother experience because I've been working like a motherfucker, but I'm currently catching up. 1,000 apologies. But man, keep this shit going. I fucks with you, bro. The pod that your aunt was on is dope as fuck and that helped me relate to you more because I have six aunts whom are all entrepreneurs in real estate. They're doing uh, they're doing their thing out here in Dayton, Ohio. But hearing your episode really helped me, helped me and I'm sure other people really understood you more. Uh, I see where you get your wit from. Your aunt is awesome. Keep using that I'll show you attitude to prove you got what it takes, my G. You're a fucking star, man. You just got to get on the right platform to let people know what's good. Please keep this shit going. I believe in you. I've been hip since the He-Man Woman Haters pod. You've grown so much. I know how it is to be a creator and it isn't easy, but the road to success never is. Anyway, I have a question for you, though. How do you feel about being a black man in America and seeing our fellow black people being shot down like dogs in the street? I ask you this because simply, I am scared. Not for myself, but for my four younger brothers my little cousins I grew up with, for my aunts, for my black people. I'm for real, for real scared that anytime I speak to them, I wonder, is this the last time I'll hear their voice? Will they be the next George Floyd or Breonna Taylor? As black people, what the fuck can we do to feel safe now? Because the people we pose to call when shit is wrong 
or shooting and killing us. I see a cop car and I get shook. It shouldn't be this way. In your opinion, what can we do to make it better for the next generation? Food for thought. First things first, my aunt is amazing. Secondarily, what I intend on doing to get shit moving uh, in regards to my superstardom is just remaining consistent and just getting some visuals. Um, in regards to your question, right? I feel like we're just in this very unique place to where black people's getting has been getting done wrong since the dawn of time, right? But now we have visuals to show that there's nothing that we can do about it. So this goes along this goes along with what you were saying earlier in regards to like my I'll show you attitude, right? I've adopted this new mentality to where I'm not taking no for an answer, right? So I've been moving more methodically. And the thing that I believe the black people need to do is really understand the truth and then craft a, a plan around that truth. White people don't give a fuck about us. Cops are prone to kill you. If you call the cops on me, you're basically in my head, you're you're cool with me dying. So anybody who ever calls the cops on me going forward, like our 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 Communication from day to day is a fucking rap. You know what I mean? If you if you call the cops on me, you're basically calling assassins on me. I'm not fucking with you. So what I believe that black people just lack is like a, a plan, right? Like Jewish people have a plan. Chinese people have a plan. Italian people have a plan. They know who to write. They knew they know who to contact when some fuckery is going on. They contact the town. They know who to um, they knew they know who to unload their discrepancies towards. Like they they know what to do. Know what I mean, like there's there's a there's no filter between like killing a black man the same way there'd be like a filter of killing like a white woman, or killing a white man, or killing somebody maybe Chinese or whatever have you, because we're not viewed as people, right? In regards to your four younger brothers and your aunts and your nephews and I mean cousins, man, like. Equip them with the understanding that these niggas will kill you. These niggas don't give a fuck about you. And you have to do this in order to go through your day to day. Right? Like, teach them how to move. I feel like there's too, like, too much freedom of movement. Nobody's using critical thinking when going outside. Nobody's, you know what I'm saying? Nobody knows how to speak. Nobody knows how to de-escalate situations. Nobody knows how to just keep it cool and keep it smooth. And You know what I'm saying? Nobody knows how to, like, move. There's like lack there's like lack of knowledge in regards to like moving correctly. So equipped equip the younger ones with the understanding of how to move. If you do that, they'll live forever and they'll be forever indebted with you. And they'll be forever indebted with you, right? And now what do I mean by that? Cop pulls you over, keep it cool at all times. You know what I mean? Take the ticket. No matter what, take the fucking ticket. You know what I mean? Keep answers precise. Keep answers small. Don't be long-winded. I mean, maintain eye contact. You know what I'm saying? Don't sound timid. Sound confident in everything you're saying, but say everything in short spurts. These niggas is not your friends. If they ask you, hey, man, what you up to, man? What you doing? Hey, I'm going to my aunt's house. Yes, I'm from here. No, I'm not from here. Yes, my car is registered. Yes, officer, here's our license registration. Thank you, officer. Yo, man, quote you for speeding. This isn't that. Thank you, officer. Sorry about that, man. Won't happen again. Like, just keep it moving. When you see cops in the street, don't look at them niggas in the eye, man. Them niggas is not your friends. They're not there to protect you. 
They're there to keep you in check. That's what's going on. Cops are there to keep you in check. They are not there to protect you. You know what I'm saying? The only reason, if, if your house gets busted in and all that type of shit, you know why you call the cops? So you have a police report to report that to the home insurance. That's the only reason why you call the cops. You know what I'm saying? Because once the burglar leaves, them niggas can't do nothing. What the fuck are they going to do? Then You're not calling Sherlock Holmes. He's not going to talk and take a mud sample from the floor and, and grit it between his thumb and his finger point. Like, hmm, this comes from North Dakota. So this is North Dakota dirt. Like, nigga, that's not how it works, bro. It's not what it is. If you're in a spot to where you don't got no blammy and somebody comes in, you can't blast at a nigga first. Bro, you better, you better learn how to fight. Teach people how to fight. That's another thing. Teach people how to fight. Teach people how to use a weapon. Knife, the fucking um, a butterfly knife, something. Too much lack of protection in the community. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, teach niggas how to fight. Let niggas know what's really going on. Teach niggas how to talk. And then from there, you keep it from, and I'm seeing from there, everything's going to blossom, bro. Thank you so much for writing in. Do I have time for, yeah, I have time for one more. I got time for one more. The Chain Gang. What is Reek? It's your man, Joker. Now, heard you in one of your episodes, and you was talking about you got to have a chain. Now, I'm from Philly. I don't really see a lot of people up here rocking a chain like that. So I was just wondering, where do you wear a chain and do you have a chain for different occasions? A shorty told me that a chain is only worn on vacations. Since I don't know a brother, since I don't know, a brother would appreciate it if you would inform me. Appreciate your opinion. As always, peace and blessings and keep doing what you're doing, good brother. My boy, I'm so happy you asked me this. As a black man, it is imperative that you have shine, bro. I want you to take any decade in history. 1410, 1330s, fucking 1220s, whatever have you. Outside of America, if you look at like black people, like what was going on in Africa and parts of Europe and any, anything, anywhere where we settled, look at the gear niggas had on, bro. Niggas have been shining since day one, bro. Once niggas discover gold and how to um, get get ill with it, with a what what mason with masons or whatever have you, or jewelers or whatever fuck you you was utilizing to like bend metal and all that, it is important that you shine, bro. And those people in Philly, maybe they have it underneath their t-shirts, whatever have you, or depending on the community, maybe they just don't want to be targets for food. You know what I mean, because the streets still got to eat. If they see you shining and they know you don't got no backup, they're coming to take that. But in regards to owning a chain, you should always have a chain, bro. And it should be like some everyday shit. It don't got to be nothing brolic or crazy, but I mean, whether you're going to a party, a dinner function, vacation, when you're wearing a black t-shirt, white t-shirts, whatever, there should be a chain on your chest, brother, because we are black and we are here to shine. They're not mutually exclusive to vacations. That is idiocy. Hopefully you got the vagina from that shorty, but don't take anything she has to tell you intellectually seriously, bro. We are black people. We got to have gold on our chest. That's just the fucking rules, my nigga. We've always been shining, bro. Google black people in jewelry and just look how far back that shit goes, bro. Look when Mansa Musa was born. Just just check it out. Like Mansa Musa, the most uh, the richest man in like the Earth's history, prior to Jeff Bezos. Just look at how this nigga looked, son. Someone was shining bracelets 
fucking crowns, chains, rings, looking dynamic out here in the streets, my nigga. Even like when you when you look at King Arthur, right? And they show like the bedazzled jewelry and the crowns and the bracelets and all that type of shit. They're jacking us, bro. Like, like we've been leading the charge on swag since day one. You know what I'm saying? It is more than important as a black man that you have a chain. An old great thing about a chain, them just last forever. Don't be cheap with the chain. Spend a thousand, twelve hundred, fifteen hundred, depending on your budget on the chain. And then you know what you do when you get older? You give that chain to your son. And now you have a family heirloom. You know what I'm saying? And then that gives, yo, your grandfather wore this chain. Then you, then he gives that to his son. You know what I'm saying? That's how you got to give it up in the community, bro. You pass jewelry down. And I mean, the same, same way how when niggas be getting married, I'm like, yo, this was my engagement ring. I want to give it to my daughter. And then that daughter gives it to her. You know what I'm saying? Like you pass shit down. That's another dope thing about jewelry. This shit is going to be here after we're gone. You know what I mean? You pass that shit. Imagine your great, your great grandson knowing who you are because you he's wearing your chain. How dope is that? You got the inscription. Now I'm saying, what the f- yeah, I mean, Joker. Joker, like you put Joker uh, inscribed on the back. That's how we got to do it, bro. But it is, an outfit can look dynamic if you have a chain on that thing. You know what I mean? Or if you do the dual look where you get like the two chokers or something. Something. You have to shine, son. I don't know what's going on in Philly, but maybe you can lead the charge. You need to have a chain on your neck, Brody. You know what I'm saying? It could be a Jesus piece. It can be a fucking cross. It can be whatever you want it to be, but it needs to be there. Don't be chainless. Chainless equates to swaglessness, and we ain't going out like that. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing, and I'll speak to you niggas next week.